Welcome to episode 125 of the Book Wars Pod. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Entirely Uh, too many episodes. As you can probably tell by now, I'm Miranda. That's Kate and Chris. Kristen's silent because somebody has to make sounds. Um, uh, (laughs) Today. The soundboard is her voice now. (laughs) Today we're doing, uh, re- we're continuing our read of Resistance Reborn uh, by Rebecca Roanhorse, uh, covering chapters 10 through 21. So that's a Star Wars, but more importantly, what are we drinking? Um, I'm just drinking tea because Healthy. we need to train the dog after this. We need to do a separation anxiety training. Oh, fuck, I forgot. God yeah, damn it. Motherfucker. Uh, so I'm not drinking, unfortunately, because I will fall asleep after this if I do, and I shouldn't do that. I'm also not drinking because I have to read for school because I ha- I haven't had real class yet. Like my kids have had class, I have not had real class, and I feel like I should read before my first real class before I completely give up on the semester. So you know, it's it's a good start. Yeah, I tr- I. I- I try question mark. So anyway, it's 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 pomegranate green tea. It's you know, it's, yeah, I know we're we're getting fruity up in here. It's fine. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, we're always fruity on this podcast. Jesus, that's homophobic. Um, <laughs> I'm also drinking mint tea. <laughs> Jesus, God, sorry, I Miranda. Done, I've got some sleepy time tea. I could have done. You're it's such fine. a fucking lush, Miranda. <laughs> what are you drinking? No. Uh, I'm drinking dad beer. Oh, yeah. Well, that definitely doesn't make you a lush, then. No. Okay, bye. It, it's a, it's a bye. low ABV beverage, so... Not tea, but... Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, tea is, tea is also low ABV. To, you know what? Clarity's sake. Oh, my God. This bickering is pointless. I I want to point out that as of as of recording, it is Chris, Chris's and my ten year dating anniversary, and I don't know how this fucker tricked me into hanging out with him for ten years. Skirt <laughs> <laughs> skirt. Yeah. So that's yeah. We remember cool. about the same point in the day that we usually do, which is like five five six o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Good. We're, we're we're good at things. It's it's fine. It was really funny. Oh god, this is probably like what five years ago at this point. But um, there was one time where it was like I don't know eleven o'clock in the morning or something. And you know, me and Kate were g chatting while we were at work. And then we like Kate was just like, "Hey, happy anniversary!" <laughs> and we were like, "Oh fuck!" Both of us forgot. We did a great cool. Job. And then I like went to my boss. I'm like, "Hey, can I have an hour? Because I need to go like have lunch with my wife." <laughs> It was very funny. Yeah, Bossman, bless Bossman, I miss him so much. But he was just—he was just like, yeah. I t- I went to- and told him, and he just looks at me. And he like it was the saddest thing he had ever heard in his life. And he's like, just go, just get out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So yeah, we took like a fucking like million hour lunch. I came back to the office and boss man's just like, why did you come back? <laughs> Another happy landing. I know. I miss him so much. I hope he's oh boy, fine with his child going back to school. Yeah, she's uh, going to be a sophomore in college. Uh-huh. So we'll um, see how that shit goes. CU's got 20 cases so far estimated, well, um, tested. That does not inc- that does not necessarily include faculty, staff, or people who were tested po- who tested positive off-site, not through a test given by campus. Kristen's just choking right now. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's it. It could be worse. It could be Bama. No, fuck. It could be UNC. Shit. I have a bad feeling about this. I have a friend who went to UNC. And she, uh, do you like, have every I have a bad feeling about this, Kristen? Please tell me you do. I do have, have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep y'all posted on the the CU COVID count. It's gonna be it's gonna be an adventure. Was there an I have a bad feeling about this in Rise of Skywalker? There probably was. I think I remember there being one, but I've blocked out most of that film. Yeah, fair. I don't know. But I have Kate is Kate is holding up a finger to indicate that once she finishes coughing, she, <laughs> she has will, something. She to say. will enlighten us. Um, no, I I, I have Han, Leia, and obviously I have Han, Leia, and uh, who did I for? Oh, and uh, all and Ben, Obi, yeah. I was I was holding up a finger for you to shut your fucking face hole while I cough so that Kristen could cut out the coughing. Oh. <laughs> so much for that. Well, there's the end tag. Anyway, that's um, fine. <laughs> Man, am I going to need to watch Rise of Skywalker again to see if anybody said I have a bad feeling about this? I haven't seen Somebody it. definitely said it. You can Google yeah, it. It's Chris. Here. Think about the rest of that movie. Is there any chance someone didn't say I have a bad? I mean, feeling I have a bad feeling thinking about it, but same. Oh, have a bad feeling about this. T R O F. Oh. <laughs> Let's just ask the Googles. Um, who says I didn't rise of Skywalker? That's the hi- that's a history. I don't want to. Wait, this is last year. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to find. Does Kristen have it? Is that what this message is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think she's just dragging me. <laughs> she's dragging us. So, par for the course. I didn't do it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm Googling. I just... Okay, let's see. Um, Thank um, you. Snoke. <laughs> Jar Jar is Snoke. Snoke definitely doesn't say I have a bad feeling about this. I hope you're ready to like, just cut out all this dead air. <laughs> so, this is quality content. This is not quality content. I want to... It's Can Lando. We... Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, of course it is. Oh, uh, okay. It's okay. the guy from the original trilogy, and he is saying the original trilogy line, so that's... Uh, yeah. It's not my fault! There it is. <laughs> I love, like, the cutoff, like, just, like, Chewie screaming in the background as well. <laughs> it just really makes it. Yeah. But... Oh, God. Shall... Shall we... Star Wars? I was gonna say, speaking of screaming... <laughs> <laughs> Please behold our um our uh, our our newest garbage can collection of people. <laughs> Big shot of gangster putting together a crew of purely garbage individuals. <laughs> um 
Honestly, I thought you were talking about us for a second. I was like, who's the big shot gangster in this scenario? Like none of us are new here. Yeah, I know. That's why I was confused. It's me. Um, okay, it's the big shot gangster. Yeah, it's Orca, actually. Orca is the big shot gangster. <laughs> behind um, the scenes. But in all seriousness, these people are, are, are like, I just like re- reading, like just like thinking about how we recently read Alpha Squadron. I was like, these people are going, like, have literally already punched each other in the face so you know it's got to be all appealing from here right yeah well the thing is too like with alphabet squadron like they just like oh i can fly a plane um (laughs) (laughs) and they just like all showed up at the same time and this was like okay fuck we need people for the resistance go find anyone you know who may be into it and everyone goes out and they come back and they're like i have this garbage person they and then they have, all start physically fighting yep they either have angry young people or extremely eccentric to the point of dangerous old people and then there's wedge <laughs> who is like fuck me i just want to go home to my goddamn chickens and i can't do that anymore it's like it's like when you're in high school and you're trying to like recruit for like a club of some sort or some sort of like i don't know extracurricular or something and then, like, everybody comes back together, and the only person that anybody found is, like, that weird kid that everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck. Literally would have been better if we hadn't gone out. <laughs> Yikes. So who's the weird kid in this in this specific scenario? Are we talking about the Resistance or this pod? Because it's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Whatever I was about to say next to roast you, I guess I just get a rain check on that after. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boom. Beat meant, you to it. Oh my god. I meant um I meant the resistance though. <laughs> um I mean Ray thinks it's her. Oh Ray. <laughs> Poor Ray. We gotta we gotta help build Ray's confidence up. She's just like sitting in the corner like, Don't mind me, I just got a broken ass lightsaber and no one to train me. <laughs> I just wanna like like in Shira when like perfumas just like in the back giving like thumbs up to scorpia like i just want to do that for ray miranda started crying it's fine it's fine ray deserves <laughs> someone ray deserves someone like that for her you you only mentioned her otp you know so know. <laughs> no i'm not gonna lie that was entirely intentional got the got the anticipated reaction um but yeah, just, uh, you know, it's funny how when um, all your friends are dead and then all the friends you thought you had in other places are also dead, that you don't have friends and now you just have a bunch of randos. All my friends are dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Ray never really had friends. Uh, except for Finn. Uh, and presumably BB-8. And maybe some droids on Jakku, who's to say? I'm sure she she found somebody, but... She was friends with her, like, magical fucking growing dinosaur bread. Yes. (laughs) That was a parasitic relationship, but yes. Very chatty bread. (laughs) Okay, this got dark. Anyway, um... Miranda, you wanted to talk about the 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 woman who gets who gets into the literal fist fight in the middle of Gendor's house. (laughs) Teza, I think. I don't know. Kristen, are you listening to the audiobook? Um I listened to the beginning of it and then I read the rest of it. I'm so useless. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I I'll, can, I'll, I'll can, look it up. I want to say I, it's Teza something. No, okay. I, I, I can look it up as it's literally my only job now. So keep going. Well, I just I just want to know how it's pronounced. Anyway, it's oh, yeah. That's what well, I'm asking. It's it's just a thing where like they bring all these. <clears throat> excuse me. They bring all these like weird ass, you know, Island of Misfit toys, folks, Again. from around the galaxy. <laughs> And one of them is, like, a warlord and possibly also, like, former Imperial. No? Oh, not po- not possible. Definite. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yes. Definite, former Imperial. And, like, sh- they had to fight her to they get had to her to literally come. fight her. <laughs> like, pose on the, the space phone with them. And they're like, I gotta go. That was yeah, that was hysterical, incredible. <laughs> also, I'm just like, Jesus. I mean, we've seen we've seen Jess Pava. I'm just like, she must be the scrappiest bitch that ever lived. I was like, you are a skinny little Asian, and <laughs> yo, no, Jessica she... Henwick could snap me like a twig. Like, let's let's be honest. Here. I mean, she was a Saiyan snake, also. So like, yeah, exactly. That, that makes sense. So anyway, um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she rolls up, and because she's a former Imperial and Warlord, just, like, immediately starts fighting people. Well, to be fair, I think the kid started the fight. (laughs) Fair. But, you know. But she finished it. My god. Yeah. Also, my headcanon is that uh, her name is Teza Nass. N-A-S-Z in classic Star Wars fashion. Um, my headcanon is that Tezza and uh, Ventress were childhood friends because she was a warlord on Rat Attack. Ooh. So you're welcome for that. My headcanon is that I'm gay for her. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, really. Uh, I love it. Um, before we talk about the um, exciting uh, reintroduced character elephant in the room, can I, ju- I just want to... I just want... Get- Shrove appreciation post because um, so he and Zay are characters from the Battlefront game that just came out a few years ago. She's um, Iden Versio's daughter, the main character in the main campaign in the DLC. It like flashes forward 30 years or whatever the fuck and then Zay has been born and Shriv is just the best fucking uncle, okay? He's just like... I'm sorry your parents died, and I would like to raise you and have you be a good child, but also you're 17 and a girl, and I'm going to make fun of you until you punch me in the head. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a great parenting method. Mm-hmm. It's funny because Shriv is, like, so, like, self-conscious about his, like, parenting skills when, like, as the reader, I'm like, Shriv, you're doing a great job. Right? Like... You're, like, easily a top five father in Star Wars. I was going to say, <laughs> there like, are no good parents in Star Wars. No, the bar is... <laughs> quite low and you are exceeding it with flying colors my friend <laughs> um who the fuck put blue as a friend color up in this bitch uh that was me <laughs> why is it not <laughs> it is he's I, a blue boy ron ascendancy chaos rising comes out one week from today oh my god we need to get our blue appreciation going blue boy blue boy, blue boy. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> God. Um, 
I'm just so mad I can't even speak. Somebody say something. I'm um, just going to fucking kill you. Another thing I love about Shriv is, like, Shriv is, like, very much, like, Star Wars always has the character that, like, is the audience, right? Like, you, you, like, you kind of have Han in the original trilogy where he's, like, the incredulous what the fuck is going on <laughs> vibe. Like, a few different people. Obi-Wan almost plays that role in the prequel trilogy to an extent, at least in episodes one and two. But, like... <laughs> You always have a character that's like, and Finn kind of does it at least in uh, TFA. Oh yeah, that's absolutely true. But like, like just like with his like fucking like what the fuck is happening like face. Um, <laughs> but you always have that character in Star Wars, right? Like, there's always somebody who is the audience personified, and that's really Shriv in this book because he's like just like cracking jokes, and then is like, oh, that may not have been a good idea as a leader. Oh well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like Shriv is basically me <laughs> he's just a grumpy misanthrope who likes to fuck up their friend's children and just you know it just one of my favorite lines in this book so far aside from the line about salted squid which made me cry <laughs> laughing while chris was sleeping which was probably not great for you sleeping i'm sorry sure just being like want to go get some junk and i'll be i'm just like same that would have been me you want to go pick up some trash because we have nothing better to do and we're all gonna die anyway <laughs> like also it so fucking hard. naming them draw squadron i'm so mad i would you not name them trash squadron because oh my god it's so good <laughs> sure is me yeah it's fine I also like i'm on a deep spiritual level which is probably not probably says more about me than it does about Shriv, but you know, whatever. I mean, the, the I ultimate... I too a Blue Duros man. The ultimate Shriv line in history is in Battlefront 2 when, like, Aiden and Del are, like, not in as many words, but, like, confessing their love for each other and being, like, don't die in the Battle of Jakku. Oh, and my Shriv God. is just, like, standing on the side being, like, hey, Shriv, I hope you don't die in this incredibly <laughs> dangerous mission. Thanks, Shriv. Your friendship means everything to me. <laughs> it's, like, it's the best. Um... God, that game is just chef's kiss. Um, but anyway, like so about appreciated. But like Shriv is very like he jokes that like they're fucked because he's in command and like he's like, who do we have left? Me. Great. This is gonna go fantastic. Um, <laughs> but like you think about it and like the rebellion and the resistance are like they've never been powerhouses, right? Like they've always been the plucky underdogs and like they're General Solo. <laughs> General General Calrissian, as well, not not known for uh, not known for their uh, master tacticians and team building and and team building. <laughs> but like, it is it is when they're at their best when they have these leaders who are compassionate and like and they have the charisma and the character. Like you know, you have the the Teza Nasses and the. Um, uh, what's her name from the Aftermath trilogy? Like, Julia Shale and, like, the very, like, dry, like, boring people who are, the like, the tacticians. To an extent, I guess, Ray Sloan. But Ray Sloan is also much more charismatic. I was supposed to say she's a bad bitch. Excuse I mean, you. no argument here. But, like, <laughs> hey, like the Graham Tarkins as well. Like, just the very, like, dry British, because Coruscant, um, <laughs> white, old people who are the tacticians. And that's never really been the rebellion or the resistance's forte. Like, obviously, they they have their people. You've got your General Rykans, who was seemed old in Empire and now is even older. Um, you know, you had your uh, Admiral Akbars, uh, all your random people. But 
the heart of the resistance and the rebellion has always been the charismatic leaders and the compassionate ones and the people who are less worried about planning it out and more worried about getting the right crew together in the first place. I mean, or picking up the trash and hoping that it becomes the right crew. Yes. I yes, mean, that exactly. is exactly how the original rebellion worked. So it's true. Uh, Keeks, did you say you had that pronunciation? I do. Um, it's Tija Naj. Interesting. Thank you. Tija yeah. Naj. Well, the, the the ZH makes sense. Or the... Z- the SZ. SZ. Yeah. Oh, there should be an H there, but... Whatever. Yeah. Oh. I respect it. But yeah, no, basically, moral of the story, picking people for the Rebellion and the Resistance is like picking teams for dodgeball, except every pick is the last pick. <laughs> oh my god! Ouch. It's not wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, change my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of uh, questionable Star Wars allies, Miranda, your boy's back. <laughs> Our boy's back. Everybody's favorite fascist. Pow, 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 pow. Wait, Miranda, last week, and by last week, I mean two weeks ago, when you were like, I'm living for the caster phone mention, had you read ahead and knew he came back? No. No, oh, I don't. Okay. No, she was good. Either. I was good. Yeah. She did, she then, did not read ahead. I, then, I I knew from, um, so Chris has read this before, of course, he read it when it came out, and so he was just like, he knows that I don't really care about spoilers, so he just like shoves a book in my face when this, when this bitch pops up, and he's like, <laughs> I so didn't want to spoil anything for those who hadn't read that far, so I just started screaming at Kristen. <laughs> Love it. Like a lot. But he's alive. He did not get yoinked on his home planet. Except now... I mean, he did uh, get yoinked, in a way. But he didn't get, like, yoinked. yoinked. Did his, he get yoinked? His head didn't get yoinked from his body. <laughs> he, he didn't get yoinked from life? <laughs> Sometimes life yoinks you. <laughs> um, like, he's still not in a great fucking place. Uh, you know, it was hinted at in the, the first section of the book. But the Empire's just kind of, like, rounding up anybody who might have like rebel sympathies and of course mr fascism is there because he and leia's are he and leia are best buds but he's back he's back yeah and leia like kind of to the point about shriv is like how the resistance like these 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 movements are led by people and at the end of the day you need people and you figure the rest out she is very much like we need to get him back even though, ideologically, he might be closer to the First Order than he is to us. Um, he might not be anymore after being in a literal concentration camp. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's that'll that'll change your that'll change your mood to be sure. Just a uh, just a oh. just a wee twinge, yes. Mm-hmm. But this like First Order, my re- bad. Remembering him huh. as someone she could trust, as somebody who was charismatic and loyal, and also not bad to have in a fight. If we remember Bloodline, like yeah, he's he's a doer. Like he'll fucking garbage opinions and like his whole belief system. Pretty squicky, but like he will back you the fuck up. Yeah, and rolling on his little space scooter, his little space <laughs> scooter, <laughs> wearing his fucking Imperial Guard helmet. Oh <laughs> god, 
Claudia we would Gray. be honored if you would join us. No, Claudia Gray, man, like, just what a great fucking character, my oh, I need to reread that book. It's so hey, good. It's so damn good. And go go read Bloodline, y'all. Uh, Claudia Gray's next book comes out in February. I'm so excited. Hi, Republic. Um, But yeah, so, like, it's just, like, it's very Leia understanding the core of what they're doing there, being like, look, on the one hand, yes, we need ships. But on the other hand, this motherfucker... <laughs> Like, because, like, at the end of the day, they're not going to beat the First Order with ships. They need ships to fight, but that's not how they're going to beat them. They can find enough shit to, like, throw a ship together anywhere. But Ransom is only on Corellia. It's true. Um, yeah, so he is currently, uh, fitting some sewage pipes in, uh, Corellia shipyards. So that's super good and fun for him um that smelled great <laughs> what i thought they smelled bad on the outside jesus yeah i never really noticed until just now how many like fucking like this smells like shit humor jokes there are in star wars <laughs> we're doing this for children everything is about poop not wrong End of podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Caster was imprisoned on Corellia under the thumb of the First Order and fucking administrative asshole weasel shithead motherfucker. Uh, his He's name been, is Brat. I said what I said. <laughs> He's the nerd ass records fucker. Yeah, but like not in a good way. <laughs> no, no, no. Like in a bad way. In a horrible he, way. In a very bad way. He's yes. a dick. Um... So, yeah, except ex- I think everything seems to be about to uh, fall out from under him because his uh, squid-loving associate has given <laughs> a very top-secret record to some random the person collective? who sounds super hot in a bar, so... Right? <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they definitely seemed extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no question. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, <laughs> also, like, if you're a spy, wouldn't you not want to be as attractive so you don't, oh. like... Attract attention. I don't know, or people. Oh, sick burn. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's like the thing that was like people just automatically trust hot people more than not hot people. So this like, is true. It's easier to skirt by if you're not as charismatic as a spy, which you should be. Like, if you're not, what the fuck are you doing here? But like. If some hot ass fucker rolled up next to me in a bar and was like, Do you want to give me this document? Just like, <laughs> I see you ordered the salted squid. Great choice. Do you want to join the resistance? Miranda would be like, Yes. Huh? <laughs> Maybe that's why Vi went around just like telling people she was a spy in Black Spire. Just really, really confident. Yeah, really confident. I mean, you know, it's not, she's not wrong. <laughs> no, she's not. But also, you know, tactics. Anyway. Uh, Maybe her choice of who she was telling, but. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fine. It's fine. It's casual. Um, but, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the salted squid. The fucking running gag of the fucking salted squid. I just wanted to, like, throw myself out a window. It was so fucking good. Um, yeah, I was surprised by the poor abused underling being like. Boss man is the best boss man of all time. I was like, oh no! 
You are very brainwashed, my friend. Please get some therapy. Get some space therapy. You are more valuable than this. The one he actually likes is the one who's like, what if I just gave this file that has the names and crimes of everybody we just arrested and transferred here to somebody for reasons? Mm Mm-hmm. And squares. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the look on Kristen's face as she did that. <laughs> it was it's very like Kristen Wig on SNL. Oh my god. Vibes. But like Yeah, Kid definitely did a little treason on the first order. Just just a little bit. He had you know, he had a sudden stroke of conscience and decided to do a good thing and Make himself, like, fucking projectile vomit eating all this fucking salted squid. <laughs> I'm never going to get over this. I'm never going to get over this. It's the fucking best thing. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because, like, it's... And obviously, we'll talk more about this as we find out what their... Uh, what kind of the ending of their arcs is. But, like, it kind of makes you think about, like, collaboration and what that looks like. And, like, at what point you become responsible, right? Because, like, on the one hand, like, obviously... Brat is the worst. Like, he's intended to be the worst. He succeeds at being the worst. Everyone agrees he is the worst. But then you have... um, I cannot remember his name. Um, The squid guy. Monty Calais. (laughs) Monty Calais. Thank you. Squid Squid guy. Like I said, squid guy. Mr. Squid. Thank you. You have squid guy who, like, has been perfectly fine just, like filing records about people going into prison camps as long as he's not the one putting them in the actual prison camps and until he's not and like basically it's it's very gin or so beginning to middle of rogue one vibes where it's like i needed to do this for me i'm out now bye and then like has his stroke of conscience but has still done horrible things and on the other hand you've got yama who as kate said like is just like super abused and like psychologically beholden to brat because of what he's done to her and but at the same time she is psychologically beholden to a fascist regime and so like it's it's an interesting question about where responsibility starts and ends it's almost like this question of like and i've been thinking about this a lot in light of just like recent events but just like Speaking as an East Asian, like, people in my community who kind of buy into that model minority myth and want to slot themselves into it because they think it'll benefit them in some way or that, you know, one day if they follow, follow you know, whoever the, whoever in power, like, in this case, like, in, the, in, in this real world scenario, white people, if you, we just follow their rules, then we'll be treated equally and everything will be cool. And that's just not how that shit works, y'all. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. Ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was just... I was thinking about these. And... Yeah, no. I just, I, don't, I feel like she just like, I feel like she just said nerf because I was just like watching her and I was just like, nah. it's like somebody, it's like watching a friend be in an abuse in an abusive fucking relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like that. So that's fun times. Um, 
and it was hard, right? Because we had we saw Monty like manipulate her because of it. Like he like that was heartbreaking. It was like it. It was really hard to read because like it was like you know he tried to appeal to her on you know like a like a fellow uh, underling, like a he has hurt you, like just on a on a for lack of a better term human level on an on an empathetic level, and that didn't work. And so he basically had to resort to abusing her like brat does and being like well i don't give a shit what you do because nobody cares what you're gonna say because you're a bitch like and it was like it was hard because like it worked because that is the view she has of herself and like that is what these regimes do to you and it just like it it all gets it all gets wrapped up in what they and what we do in you know in society in 2020 do for the state essentially or for these very whatever whatever regime you want to do it yeah you know you want to talk about whether it's like you know companies or their other or like government institutions what have you we do it because this is the view that we have been given of ourselves like this is what the patriarchy or white supremacy or the first order to take it back into the fictional universe have told us that we are good for and that is how we are going to get ahead by buying into their system and that's all we understand all of it is just complete and utter delight yeah so great ah god this got real too real for 2020 um can we go back to talking about fucking disaster disaster recruits (laughs) (laughs) disaster recruits yes they're more fun for me yeah (laughs) but i mean and, and obviously we'll talk more about this once we get through the end of the book but like again as we said i think last episode like it's not an accident that the book that deals with these issues was written by a black and indigenous woman. Mm-hmm. Speaking of somebody who knows uniquely how her people have tried to be utterly assimilated and smushed and destroyed. Just like in like just body and spirit. <laughs> yeah, this book leans like and it's it's like it's exceptionally done. And like I said, we'll talk about it more, but it really like because it's done with a very light hand, but it's also the colonial and white supremacist and patriarchal uh, underpinnings of this book are all over it. And like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's unavoidable and yet like unseen in a really deft way. I mean, it's no wonder that she places the resistances temporary base on Ryloth. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a people who've been repeatedly enslaved and subjugated and all this other lovely, beautiful stuff. As we, <laughs> as we have seen many a time throughout Star Wars, these poor Twi'leks. Um, but yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk more about the author and her background and her writing and all that good stuff. She is a fucking genius. Um... Not so much as a genius is the very end scene before we stopped reading for this podcast where this woman, like, you know, Sheriff was like, all right, I can think my way out of this. I can think my way out of this. Everything's going to be cool. I'm going to just, like, pull out this, <laughs> pull a knife out of my wife's shirt and fucking murder. And I was just like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's what we're doing today. <laughs> They're all trying so hard as a group to be, like, cool. And whoever it was is, like, being kind of led away, like, hey, you. And then, like, you know, they've all got, like, knives at the back of their necks. Like, 
the first order's like, you know, got the gun in their back and all of that, and she's just like, what if I just kill you now? <laughs> <laughs> like, Shrimp, Shrimp thought that, like, he had headed off the worst of it when he prevented that child from going and getting into a fist fight with some stormtroopers. And then this happened. <laughs> he was like, oh, maybe I should have, like, vetted the people on my team. Right, that's a thing leadership does. Never heard of it? And I'm just like, Shriv, my boy. Good God, you've been doing this for years. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's like Shriv was, like, working so hard to make sure that Pacer didn't go Leroy Jenkins. And then Ryda just goes Leroy Jenkins, like, out of nowhere. And he's like, I can't have two of them. Like, come on. Uh, Shriff is so tired. Shriff was tired back back in the day when he was fighting the Empire. Like, Shriff... Shriff wants nap time. Quietly, away from literally everyone and their fucking smart mouth children. But instead, he gets to go to the garbage planet to collect garbage ships. With his garbage team. Correct. He decided to start fucking killing sprees on subway platforms. As 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 you do, I was like, Jesus Christ, this I'm back in New York. What the fuck is this bullshit? And all well so, while on a subway planet like above fucking Cthulhu, like Well it's let's a, also remember. It's just a Sarlacc, isn't it? It's it's bigger than a Sarlacc. Is it bigger than it's a Sarlacc? It's a big boy. Yeah, do you remember in yeah? Fallen Order? Yes. It's a it's a chunky boy. Yeah. So Braca the the scrapping planet is one that we see in the prologue for Fallen Order. Um it's where Calcestis is living his sad I'm absolutely definitely not a Jedi remnant life. Um post order sixty six. Um and yeah, I don't you know, I have no idea how much of the game footage Rebecca Roanhorse was allowed to see before she wrote this, but they had to have at least had the opening cinematic, I have to assume you would think or like have like storyboards for it or like concept art or whatever the fuck yeah anyway that place is a right shithole like holy fuck <laughs> but yeah like just remember after they get all the useful stuff out of capital ships they feed it to to the whatever the hell it's called so like the big boy yeah the big boy <laughs> like like the sarlacc eats eats boba fett's like <laughs> the the thing on Braca eats ships <laughs> you know you make an excellent Uses boba fett as a fucking toothpick <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Also, just, just think about he's that one. Very, very rounded. I don't know how. I was about to say he's a very blunt object. Like I don't think that's very. You never effective. said he was a good toothpick. <laughs> I feel like you're just jamming him into weird stuff. Like just, that's a... jamming Boba Fett into weird places. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> I mm, I'm gonna stop talking. They definitely hate yeah. fuck Donna. Um. So the other and arguably most important part of this book. Oh, we saved the best for save the best for last. I'm sure we'll be talking about this more because you you tell me it it, it gets even more. Delightful. Oh yeah, the first the the first bit of the next section of the book we're reading is top three scene in all of Star Wars, unquestionably. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Kristen. Yes. That being number one. <laughs> that being number one, for sure. Everybody knows that Poe and Finn are gay <laughs> as fuck for <laughs> each other. Hey, 
are things to send Poe to a fancy, like, gala auction bullshit, you need a date. We're just going to assume you're going to ask Finn, so we got this nice little suit made for him, so it can be like a date date. Fucking Sir Linda <laughs> is my most favorite character in Star Wars right now, because she's like, here, I got you a suit, I'm going for one suit for you, one suit for Finn, and he's, and Post just like, Poe, being a dumb boy, is like, oh my god, how did you know I was going to ask Finn? And she's like, I have <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> You, f- I also have ears. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, the conversation that Poe and Finn had was very soft. I know, like and everything just, like, around that. The hug. Oh. It is just the hug. It is so shit. clear that she originally, like, very clearly, and probably wrote at least in a draft, them being explicitly gay, like very clear that that was written in somewhere and it's equally clear that when they told her she couldn't do that all she did was backspace that paragraph and leave the rest in (laughs) the best way to do it obviously i'm fucking living for it man oh my god it's so it's just it's so it's so great and then jj ruined it because he fucking sucks because jj's homophobic we all we all knew this what if we Um, put some more titties up in this bitch didn't didn't you see the end of the movie where they're celebrating? This is uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and there's like a second and a half of the weird like aid in the Resistance kissing her like mechanic wife or some shit. I feel Truly represented. Moment. We feel super represented, y'all. <laughs> How could he be homophobic when he put that in his movie? Mm. Truly, he's he's preparing his speech for his Glad Lifetime Achievement Award. There's no doubt. <laughs> Oh my god. It's going to be the speaker at next year's uh, HRC thing. <laughs> Honestly, knowing HRC wouldn't put it past uh. him, but that's a different issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just just like the Finpo content in this book is like, honestly, worth suffering through Rise of Skywalker for because this exists. Or you could not watch Rise of Skywalker. That's also just true. Read this. Just pretend it's not there it's you know it's it's fine people you know do like fuck boys do that with the last shadow anyway why can't i do that with the last with rise of skywalker you know i'm just just fucking saying just fucking saying i ignore the prequels for a good several decades of my life so you know what it's so everything's fine we're all fine here the prequels (laughs) i definitely did not watch the phantom menace over the weekend i can't actually Uh, everything's under control situation normal it's fine. You're not supposed to. It's okay. just me. Cool, cool, cool. I was, I was like, just you know, it's one of those times where was that a was that a response? Was that a mumble? I love have to people. enunciate. Love the so that's the man who oh, yeah. never talks into the fucking microphone. What? What if you shut up? <laughs> How about you shut it? Well, we can all shut it because we have reached the end of our episode. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Continue to stay inside. If you're in school that's telling you to go to school, fuck them and find something to throw poop at. Our next episode... Like the school? Yes. Uh, we are going to be finishing Resistance Reborn, Chapter 22, through to the end. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Uh, at Book Wars Pod, email us, bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want 
to reach us there and rate review and subscribe to us and the tashi station radio mega feed it's the best way for people to discover the show uh and we really appreciate all of your reviews as people you know kind of continue to listen to podcasts and look for new star wars content especially since we're at celebration week and nothing has happened um that's just a just a minor quibble from chris uh and I mean, Chris, I, what I really want to know is where is the trailer for the Mandalorian season two? Yeah, supposed to come out. I heard a rumor. Honestly, I so like if you're not on Star Wars Twitter, you wouldn't know this, but like it was very like big of a blow up because leakers who have gotten things right in the past said that there would be like a one Mandalorian time trailer last week. They got a thing correct like one time. Yeah, and it wasn't that hard to even anticipate, but like. It's just very funny because I hate people who do that. Like, I have nothing against these two personal people who I'm thinking of. I don't actually know them. But it's just very funny when people who, like, do shit like that are wrong because they get very buttered about it. Um, anyway, uh, as we have been, uh, please don't donate to the Tasha Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee right now. Please donate to racial justice organizations in your area, uh, the Milwaukee Freedom Fund in particular this week, thinking of... Jacob Blake and his family and everybody affected in Kenosha. Also, Jacob Blake has a GoFundMe uh, as he uh, hopefully continues his recovery from getting shot by the police. Uh, and also, as you donate any money that you have to these organizations, we have a raffle. Kate, do you want to remind the people? No. Cool. Uh, if you go on our Instagram, <laughs> I posted a picture of... A raffle prize. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got a bunch of like really cute Ray-related things from the Squadron Rolls. There's a mini print. There's a pin. There's a sticker. It is all very joyous and like drawn like chibi style, super cute. And the pin she's holding, she's cradling a porg. It's real cute. Um, so yeah, if you would like to win these things and bring a little bit of joy into the this hellacious year that is 2020 <laughs> year of satan 2020 um yeah please donate and then forward your receipt to bookwordspod at gmail.com one dollar equals one raffle entry so yeah do do we only have one entry so far so your odds are pretty good it's true what's up daniel <laughs> yeah thanks thanks for being a good person daniel we love you uh our theme song is Whizbang by Poddington Bear. Our audio and production is done by our very own Kristen Cerisi. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Uh, for all of us here at Book Wars Pod, Kristen, Miranda, and Kate, I am Chris. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll talk to you next week. It's a trap! <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth? I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>